Hello and welcome to Tales from the CSAP Floor. My name is Mark Falkenström, joining you from Copenhagen, Denmark, and I'm once again your host for this podcast. Today we're going to talk about where the CSAP program can take you in your work path as you venture through your Cisco career. And that is why I'm joined today by the Director of Customer Success at Cisco Emir North, Annika Kulvstad. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. And to start the podcast, uh, Annika, I would love to hear a little bit more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm joining you from Stockholm, Sweden. I've been with Cisco for close to 16 years at the moment, right? I joined CSAP, what it feels like many, many years ago. And I've been there ever since in many, many different roles. And I live with my family here in Stockholm. I have two young kids and a very grumpy cat. And that's pretty much it, the short version. I must say, uh, like uh, looking through your uh, career path and, and looking at the different roles you have had, uh, you have a very impressive CV. Uh, and we'd just love for our listeners to maybe get an insight into the different roles that you have had throughout your career. So if you can take us, you can go into any detail you want, but maybe like a, a, a short path from coming from CSAP to where you are now. Of course. I mean, I'd be happy to. And it's quite interesting if I would ask myself when I started CSAP what my career would have been, I probably wouldn't set where I've gone through right now. And I think that's the charm of it, right? Because the company is changing so quickly and the world is changing so quickly. So when you sit and you start your first job, it's absolutely impossible to track what's my, my what's my job going to be like in 10 years because likely the job that I have now, or basically the job that I do have now, didn't exist when I started CSAP. And that's one of those most amazing things about Cisco because it changes so quickly. So I started CSAP as an ASR 16 years ago. And after the program, I went back to the Swedish field as an account manager. And I worked in first in the, what will be the commercial sector today. So the mid-market, the mid-sized account, focusing on finance. I did that for quite some time. And then I followed my manager as she took over public sector. And I got the opportunity to work with education, where I sort of owned the go-to-market offering from Cisco in Sweden towards education. I mean, smart schools, connected schools, that aspect of it. So that was an amazing experience, I have to say. But after a few years, and, and as an account manager, I've realized I wanted to do something different. And I got the opportunity to go into security, which was pretty fantastic because I don't have a technical background. I have a business degree. But the amazing thing at Cisco is when they know you, when they know what you can do, they give you the opportunity. So I moved into a security specialist role. And it was a very small team at the moment. So the team was literally me and a systems engineer. So I got to lead entire Swedish security business, which for me was fantastic because I got to work with a breath customers but I also got to own it in a strategic level to set that country plan to set that strategy going forward which I did for quite a few years and it was it was a lot of work but it was really 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 interesting but at that time I also realized that I wanted to go a bit outside Sweden and I was sort of missing that international environment so I was quite deliberate and wanted to get more exposed to the EMEAR part of security. I got the opportunity to take a role in the business development team for security in EMEAR. 
So I moved into Amir and I was still based in Sweden. I've always been, but that's sort of, that's not primary. You can be based anywhere and have any kind of role at Cisco, which is truly amazing. So I got into that role and I was leading business development for next generation firewall in Amir at the time, but it was a lot of change, which was very, very interesting. I did that for a few years, which was absolutely fantastic. And I was asked by the Swedish general manager to come back into the country to lead the enterprise networking team, the PSSs, so the specialist sellers and the systems engineers. And I did that. And that's when I got my first management role, which was very, very interesting because I had a team and they're still there. They're absolutely amazing people. And it was a mixture of having a team of people being very early in career, just graduating from CSEP, literally coming into that team and people has been in the role for 20 years. And that team dynamic was absolutely incredible. And after a while, I was on maternity leave. I had my first child. And uh, when I came back, I was asked, if I wanted, if it was out of interest to go into our North team, so our North theater to be the systems engineering leader for all the SEs across North. So I did that. I was part of the North management board, the senior leadership team, which is always a great experience. And after I had my second child, I came back again, right? I worked for a while and I got the question about going into customer experience, looking into customer success. So the ability to make sure that we can shorten our customers' time to value so they can get maximize the value that they get from our solutions and they're more prone to renew. That is for me a topic that's absolutely central to all of Cisco. So when I got that offer or got that question, for me, it was just too exciting to say no to. So here I am today. And I think I have been like two and a half months into my new role, and which is extremely exciting. It's a whole different part of Cisco, but it's very exciting because it does touch every single department of Cisco. Because if we talk about life cycle selling and becoming a software company, that is a transformation that is not just happening in one department, but across the entire Cisco. Great. Thank you so much for summarizing your career. And and once again, I, I must reiterate that it, it's a very impressive career. But I also love to hear that you created this team consisting of early in career C-sabbers with some people who have been in the career for a long time and that you felt that this was a very dynamic team that you, you created from it. And I was wondering, like, what value do you see in, in the CSAP program today being some years out of it? And what value do you see in, in CSAPers coming out of the CSAP program? I mean, first of all, the CSAP program is, it, it's really incredible. It's, if I look back, it's that year in my life, it's really, really defining. I did meet up with some of my fellow CSAPers as late as last week. And he said the same, like that year of our life, was really truly defining and much because what you learn i mean the training that you get is unparalleled no one else gets that amount of training and that amazing investment at any point of your career so really it, it's, it's such a gift to some extent and it's such an investment but it's also the perspectives that you get and the connections that you make if i look back at many of the individuals that have been in my team but also myself i think it's you get that broad view you get the view outside your country. You learn also, you learn the newest technology. So when you come into the field, you directly can provide value, but it's also culture and it's also a way of thinking about things, right? It's you get a broad perspective in CSAP, I would say, and you get a network that goes across. And I've seen that many times throughout the years. If you, if you come from CSAP, you think in a different way. If you're stuck, you always so know someone across the company that has a similar role to you. 
but you may be based in Denmark and your power your peer may be based in Mexico, right? And you get different perspectives. And I think where I see really magic happening from CSAP is where you use those connections. So I really, really do encourage that. And that's why I think it's been really interesting. But it's also the way of thinking. It's the generational aspect, obviously. And I think where I've seen magic happen is where I've, especially with the ESC community, but it grows across, it's with the AIMS as well. It's where we team up some of the newly graduates from CSAP with their way of viewing the world with the more senior individuals in the company. And one day you can, they meant, the, the newly graduated from CSAP obviously get mentored by the senior individual, but it's also the other way around, which I think is very, very important. So it's the, it's always that when you build teams, they have to be diverse because if everyone looks the same, you will think the same and you will have no dynamic decision makings whatsoever. So, and it's, that's also why CSAP is incredibly important because it feeds young, diverse talent into the company. I, I, I love to hear that and, and I love to hear that you, you see the value or you that, that the value that you really get from the CSAP program is this networking aspect, some connections that you will have throughout your whole career and maybe also throughout your whole life. And also this perspective that, that you say that CSAPers bring into the company. I, I, I really love I really love that. No, but one thing I do want to reiterate and really emphasize for the people who are on CSAP now is value your connections. It's truly something that is unique. I mean, a lot of the guests at my wedding were from CSAP. It's, I'm 16, it was 16 years ago. It feels like it was yesterday. And I now, if I travel in business, there's normally someone from CSAP at any location. I'm now fortunate enough to sit in the same leadership team as others from CSAP in my year, which is just absolutely fantastic. And I still use these connections, both on a professional level, but also on a personal, because I mean, work is a big part of our life, but also the connections that we do get from CSAP are many times are lifelong and do value that. I was also wondering, what is something that you learned in CSAP that you still use today? Maybe there are multiple things, but is there something in particular that you think like, this is something I learned that I use every day at my job? I mean, one of the things I was alluding to before was the importance of connections, yeah. your network and the strength of your network. That's one thing. But I think what's very powerful at CSAP is you learn a lot about the Cisco technology, you learn a lot about work, and that's that's one thing. But you also learn a lot of those interpersonal skills. And if I recall back, I mean, if I've done leadership trainings and so on lately, some of the content from these leadership trainings were part of CSAP. I mean, building gravitas in a meeting, how to present some of these sort of soft, uh, soft, they say soft skills. It's absolutely not soft skills. It's, it's, it's important and it's absolutely key to how you show up. And that has been very, very valuable from CSAP. But I think the most valuable part is the, the perception, the way of viewing and the decision-making, the problem solving and the connections. Connections, problem solve, the perspective. I love that. And, and that is something I will remember to take out of it because I also enjoyed the soft training, but I think that's very valuable. And I see it in use every day when I join meetings, like my peers use it all the time. So it's something that I will value as well. But Annika, I, th I think that that is on top of my head right now because I'm in the last part 
of the CSAP program is, of course, what career path do I want? Where do I want to end up throughout my career? And that is something, not something that I have completely come to terms with yet. But maybe to give me some inspiration and maybe other CSAPers some inspiration in this path, I was just wondering if you did some kind of planning in your career to, to reach where you are now. You said that the role that you have right now wasn't there when you were in CSAP. So, so I was just wondering, it, did you do some planning or something like that throughout your career? Yeah, and I think it's a good question. And there are a few things that I would say on that. First of all, do allow yourself time to explore a bit, right? Sometimes we're a bit quick to jump to a plan. Take the time as you come to the field to have a look around, speak to people, but also get some mileage. Career planning is not something you do once and you create a document, but it's a dynamic thing that goes all the way through. And I think the different ways of thinking of it, I mean, you can think of it as a ladder, right? How do I want to climb that ladder? But I like to think of it, as many do, as a jungle gym. Is how can you gain more experience? How can you create a platform? And many of the roles that I took were, were lateral moves. So going from one department to another from uh, and moving into different roles and different aspects and so on. And I think that's also very important because if you just go down one path, you don't get the breadth of experience. And if I would do it again, I would probably move laterally even more. Because the more the more of a breadth of experience you have, the more stable your platform is when you want to go upwards. Sometimes I do think we underestimate the value of building mileage, building experience, and getting experience from more than one part of the business. Because Cisco is absolutely huge. There's so many things that you could do. And I, I think if I would give you advice, it would be that, right? And also have a bit of patience because sometimes when people come into a role, like two weeks after, they're looking, what's my next step? But also I think it was, I think it was Jerry Elliott who said it a while ago. And it's like, you should bloom where you're planted because first you should be successful where you're at. It's not saying that we shouldn't make transitions, but really to get the most out of the role that you are at the moment as well and build that breadth of experience. Thanks so much for the advice. It, it makes sense to not jump roles for the jumping roles sake, that there should be some natural kind of flow in it. And, and I love this lateral movement thing you, you, you talk about that, that you should really focus more maybe on seeing some different departments of Cisco, as you say, Cisco is huge, so there's so much to learn and, and that patience also gives you a better experience with the career that you have. I like that. And, and I'm also all the time encouraged to just take my time to figuring things out and, and take different jumps around different departments in Cisco. And, and I really want to take that to heart and, and I want to let that be something that I do. I think that's very, very important. And, and then another aspect that's always good to keep in mind throughout your career is to choose your manager. Who you work for is very important in your career because at Cisco, it's part of our culture to encourage development, to encourage internal moves. If you have a talent who you believe who could develop better in another department than yours, it is your duty as a leader to help that transition. And I think where I've really developed and where I've really progressed is also where I've had a leader who supports me, who helps me see different perspectives and sometimes sees an opportunity that I couldn't see. So that's also something that is very important in Cisco and all over the place, actually, in general, to, to make sure that you work for a manager who can support your development and who you believe in. 
That makes sense as well, that it's not always your manager that chooses you. You should also choose your manager and, and make sure that they are doing the best for you. That's also very powerful. Yeah, we do that for every interview at the company. When I hire someone, it's, it's a two-way interview. Because when we hire someone into Cisco, we don't hire them into a role. We hire them into a company. Mm. And we want the individual to grow and to move and to change and develop mm. in different roles across the company. And then it's equally important for that individual to know, is this the right place for me? So it's, it's always two-way. And that's, uh, I think that's something that uh, a lot of people early in career really needs to hear. But I feel like that's something I keep forgetting. That is a two-way street with managers and, and workers. Annika, you, you said before that uh, you've been in, with the company for 16 years. And I was just wondering, why have you been with the company for so many years? Have, have there never been like something that maybe from outside of Cisco that, that was flattering? I have, I really truly believe in the company and where we're going. I truly believe in the leadership that we have here, the culture, what makes Cisco different. And I've also always been given the opportunities to grow here. So if I would have compared some of the opportunities externally and then what I've been offered here, it's still been so compelling, so developing. So that has made me stay, really. It really has. And every single role I've been offered at Cisco, it has been so intriguing. It's been trumping any thought of going external. I love that. And, and I really feel like and now I've only been with the company for almost one year, but I already feel that culture that you're talking about in the company and that this is really a place where you can develop. And this is not a place where you kind of get stuck in some something. You will always have a ton of opportunities and, po and possibilities inside the company. I, I really like to, to hear it from you as well, that that is the case. The reason for staying is the role itself, but it's also the people, it's the culture. We spend a lot of time of our lives working mm. and you have to make sure that it's working with individuals that, that are good people. It's really genuinely good people. If they have the heart at the right spot, as you say in Swedish, it doesn't translate well. <laughs> but and people generally genuinely care. I think that is such a unique thing. And uh, I do want to really emphasize that that's a unique part and a really strong part of Cisco culture. And, and, and like speaking about the culture of the company, uh, and another thing that is a big part of the Cisco culture is volunteering. I feel like it's something that's really nested inside Ciscoians all over the world. And, and I was just wondering like what your view is on volunteering and, and maybe how you leverage volunteering in, in your daily life. I mean, there are two ways of looking at it, right? We, I mean, Cisco is absolutely unique in providing, or really fantastic in providing the opportunity to give back. We have the time to give with different charities. I think there's also opportunity to give back within the company to help. I mean, I'm thinking what support would I have liked to have? So I do spend a lot of time on mentoring, having those conversations, but also it's a quite important for yourself if you're earlier in career to think of your role in two aspects. And one of my, I think it was my first manager at CSAP who told me, it's like, when you do your job, when you go into the field, if you're a salesperson, doing your quota is the hygiene factor. That's, that's what you're here for you have to do it but what's going to excel you and what's going to progress and what's going to develop and drive your career path in the company is what else you do what are the extracurricular activities if you want to name it that and there should always be something that you do that is outside your role both to get connections to give back but also for your own sake to build your own visibility and build connections within the organization so that is something i would highly recommend 
anyone in an early career, early in career role to you do your role, you make sure that you do what you're there for, right? You do your quota, you can excel in your role. That's, that's the hygiene factor. If you're struggling with that, you do that first, but then look at what can I do that's extra? Because mm -hmm. that is one of what's going to build you those connections to take the next step. Yeah, I, I, I love to hear that. And I was also wondering, in the beginning, you told us about your career. And in that, you said that you moved, you started as an ASR in the CSAP program, but then you ended up leading engineers uh, and you ended up in an engineering role yourself as well. So I was just wondering, like this transition going from, from being a more business oriented person to being a more technical oriented person, like w w what was that like? I think that magic happens when different worlds meet. So sometimes it's easy to say that either you're in business or you're either you're in sales or you're doing engineering or and you're in the technical sales department. And I think that's a mistake because the ability to understand the technology, then translate that into business value is something that everyone at Cisco should be able to do. And for me, that was a major motivator. But there's a big strength in being able to translate. I've never pretended to be an SE because I'm not. But what I can do and the values that I can help is that I see both worlds and I can translate the need for the technology, why it is important for the business and the other way around. And that's also why I think it's been it's been very good. But I'm also genuinely interested. I think the technical community is always super close to my heart. I think the S8 at Cisco is the heart and soul of the company. It's really the heart. Without the technical community, we are very much struggling to do anything. It's when we win deals, it's very much often because of the trusted advisors that the SEs are. I saw that when I was in account management roles. I saw that I didn't always get the recognition. So I wanted to be there. I wanted to work closer, closer with that community and to boost them as much as I could. That's very powerful. And, and, and I feel like you also said that before today, that having this perspective, seeing different parts of the company, understanding where different people, how, how different people work, where different people come from and, and what their mindset is. I, I think that that's some, some of the best things that you can learn in, in your Cisco career. Yeah, you said something about mindset and I did, I did get that question before. And someone said, yeah. someone put a label on it once. They call it a general manager of mindset, which I quite, I quite like the wording of it because, and I think everyone at Cisco should have that. And it's about looking at no matter what role you have in the company, you think of yourself as leading that. You're mm -hmm. the CEO for your customer. So by looking at it, thinking, giving yourself a broader responsibility that you may have in your job description will on, not only make the job that you do much more fun, but it will also develop you and build the skills to allow you to take different steps because no one works in isolation. We're all part of a context. And it's the importance of understanding that and having that mindset that goes outside your set of customers or outside your technology that will make all the difference. The general manager mindset. I will, I will remember that. Yeah, I, I think that's a very valuable mindset to, to have. Annika, uh, I was also wondering, as we also talked about in the beginning, you moved from being in pre-sales to a more post-sales role. And the CSAP program is focused on the pre-sales role. But again, going through this one year, I just see all the time that the post-sales is very, very important. And I just wanted you to, to maybe 
put a couple of words on that transition from, from coming from pre-sales to going to post-sales? For me, it was very deliberate. And I mean, it comes down to being in sales all the time. And we talk about life cycle selling. It's the way that we're changing the way we work as a company. Every time we meet with a customer, we represent the entire company. And that's why I thought it was really, really interesting. We just focus on different parts, right? And that's why I wanted to make that change within the company to understand the different perspectives and pull it all together because i i'm absolutely convinced that life cycle selling is the way forward it's our strength it's our it's always been in our dna yet now as we're transitioning to a software company it will be even more evident even more important to think not just how what do you sell but how will the customer get value from it? What is the use case they're looking at? Why do they choose Cisco? And how can we help them to become successful? So Annika, just to summarize some of the points that's been brought up today, you talk a lot about the CSAP program where you build a lot of connections, connections that you, you still have contact with today and that you leverage both in your personal life, but also in your professional life. And that you learned a lot of both soft and hard skills and, and a lot of perspective. You gained a new perspective that you, you still use today. You also talked about this when you go through your career that you should really focus on where can I learn, where can I grow and think more about things like how do I want to work, what do I, what interests me right now and try to make that balance what the company needs right now. And you also talked about this, which I think was very powerful, the general manager mindset that you should always think like a general manager would think about all the different things that you need to, to have in place to, for, for you to grow and for you to have a good work life. And Annika, just before we end up, I don't know if you have some last tips or tricks to early in career CSAPers. I think, first of all, congratulations that you're in this program. It's a fantastic program. Make the most out of it. Go in with an open mind, build those connections. And once you come into the field, ask for help. Be curious, be open. Don't set your direction straight away, but allow yourselves to be new, to learn, to try different things. It's a great company to be at. I mean, ask me, I've been here for 16 years and it's, it's not by chance. It's a deliberate choice. So really, congratulations and welcome to the most amazing company. Um, good luck. If you need anything, reach out. That's probably the recommendation I should have given myself. Ask for help. Don't be shy. People do want to help you. I love that. And that, that's a very powerful statement to, to end this podcast on. Annika, thank you so much for being in this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And uh, in the next episode of Tales from the CSAP Floor, my co-host Ella will bring you another view of where the CSAP program can bring you eventually. And until the next episode, I've been your host, Mark Falkenstrom. Thank you for listening and have a good day.